bigger discrepancy with them like I thought I thought they were like 21 to 27 and then them two were like in their 30s yeah. also apparently I'm wrong yeah so fun fact about that <laughs> and welcome that was a really intense conversation I did not realize was it? it was going to go that long yeah oh, sorry. okay yeah. welcome to the Dollar Farm yeah. podcast how's it going everybody I am your host, Warren, for this evening, and I'm really excited about a lot of our special guests. <laughs> you shut up, Special. Uh, and I'm really excited about one of us, actually, I think arguably may go down as one of my top three favorite movies, favorite movies of 2017 oh this God. year. So, wow. I'm pretty excited. <laughs> yes. The year's almost over, so it's going to be good. <laughs> um, but let's go. Time we edit Beauty and the Beast and then edit this one. <laughs> Twelve hours later. Wow, what happened? Um, but yeah, let's go a bit of a round table. Let's talk about uh, let's introduce some of, the, some of our new guests, some of the old farts that's always normally here, and go into our feature title of Power Rangers, which I'm really excited about. Uh, and really go into an in-depth review of wins, criticisms, and kind of what to expect from next. But let's go uh, to my left with my the man, the myth, the Legion. Ouch. Oh, it is me. I know. You were looking at Blewett. I know. You tripped me up. <laughs> in a misdirection. How's it going, Jesse? Spoiler alert, I'm in this podcast. You are. Uh, hi, I'm Jesse. What am I talking about? What I'm drinking, what I'm watching? Correct. Uh, I'm drinking my usual uh, Tarani-made uh, ice cream soda, basically. Um, uh, what I've been watching... Actually, what I've been watching... Uh, I watched all of... Season one, the entire series of Wander Over Yonder, which is a failed cartoon show that was made by Craig McCracken. Hmm. It's the dude who everybody knows Powerpuff Girls. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's the guy who made Powerpuff Girls. Oh, really? And and, and oh. for those of you though, for those of you who don't know me, I went to school for like animation and I watch a lot of cartoons and things like that. Interesting. And so uh, I was trying to find like a cartoon show that I had never seen before, and I do this a lot. And so I I ended up finding a show that I had never heard of before, and I started watching it. And it is one of the most gorgeous shows I've ever... In terms of animation quality. The show itself was kind of eh. Mm-hmm. But um, the guy, again, who made Powerpuff Girls made this cartoon show for Disney like two years ago. And the show tanked. Nobody watched it. It, it didn't do well. But it won a ton of animation awards. And that's actually how I found it. Is I just went through like the Annie Awards to see who got like the last couple of years. Hey. And it's gorgeous because Disney can put... like hundreds of millions of dollars into their animation stuff, but it's just, I don't know, I, I wouldn't recommend it as a solid watch, but if you like cartoons and if you like watching that sort of stuff, it was so pretty, and really that was half, half the time I had it muted just in the corner of my computer, just so that I would look and I would like rewind and be like, wow, that, the stuff that's going on in, in the cartoon was just mind-boggling, it was good. That's, that's what I watched. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Thanks so much. I appreciate you coming on. 
Uh, and to his left, we have my new best friend. Uh, excellent Snapchat. Mm, oh, personality, persona. Oh, there you go. Uh, we have Joelle. Introduction. As she sips her wine. Hi. How's it going? Good. Uh, thanks for coming <laughs> to the show. I, I really appreciate you being a part of this down and front, uh, down and front podcast. Call it a TV show. Of course. No, that's show. It's a show. General. Clearly. So, what what have you been watching recently, or just anything in general? Um, what are you currently drinking? Uh, why? Um, what makes you very interesting? And then I have another question. I'm not that interesting. Later. Um, I'm, I'm drinking some real classy tubak chuck um, out of my really classy glass. What kind of tubak chuck? Oh, uh, cab. Duh. Um, Fair. And what I've been watching, yeah. I'm trying to like catch up on all the stuff that people have been talking about. So I'm doing Big Little Lies. I started that last night, Ooh. which I'm already three sh- episodes in out of seven. So I'll be done with that soon. It's pretty good. I'm a little confused, but it's pretty good. Um, and then, what did I start? How to Get Away with Murder, the third season. Ooh. I'm doing that. Yeah, that's good. I'm trying to do Arrow, but it's a little corny for my taste. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, and I think that's it. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. And what brings you on to the show? You invited me. And uh, I really like Power yeah. Rangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you love Power Rangers. I love Power Rangers. Well, we are super excited to see you. Thanks. And to have you here. Uh, and then I would also pose a question of if there was one show that you had to go back in time as a child that you cannot live without, which show would that be? TV show mm. or cartoon? I was a big Rocket Power fan. Oh really? Oh, I was a big Rocket Power fan. Rocket Power. We used to play Rocket Power. Yeah, I had a like Nintendo. Yeah. For it. Absolutely. Woody, Woody, Woody. Yeah. 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 We used to like play it in the neighborhood on our Razor scooters. It was a good time. So I think it was one of the first shows that probably incorporated like the California vibe to it, right? TV show? Or cal- like the- uh, did Brink come out before that? No, Brink was no. super old, but that was also not a cartoon. Yeah, that was great. Brink, yeah. Brink was out in 1988. Somebody fact check me. I think it was 99, but same thing. Same thing. Things I wouldn't know. Okay. So th- anyway, thanks for uh, hanging out with us. Oh, so I appreciate it. Super excited because we both saw this movie together. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I know you're really as excited as I was. I, yeah. Going over, across the yonder, we have the great, the beautiful. How's it going, Meg? I'm great. <laughs> oh, good. I thought you were going to say me for a second. <laughs> nah, I was thinking about it. So I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings here. Uh, not yet. Yeah. Um, Meg, how's it going? What are you drinking? What have you been watching recently? What brought you into the show? Um, and what one... And as a child, what is one, like, favorite sort of TV show or cartoon that you cannot live without? Okay. That was a lot of questions at once. I'll do my <laughs> best. Um, so I'm drinking Man Can White Wine with Fizz. Nice. Um, is that champagne? Are you enjoying it? Uh, it's white wine with fizz. Oh, so it's not champagne. Excuse me. Uh, but it's fine. Interesting. Um, so then the next question was, what am I watching? So I started re-watching Game of Thrones. Because I just want to be ready. Because, you know, just got to be prepared for this kind of thing. Fair enough. Um, and I'm also watching Boardwalk Empire because, uh, I don't know, I've heard things. It's good. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you know, I don't see a ton of differences between the two except setting. Um, but once again, I feel positive about it. 
Um, what brought me on the show? Yeah, my two roommates came and I was like, oh, I have anything to do tonight. So, <laughs> I'm not coming, they're coming, I guess. So excited. <laughs> uh, did I miss any? Oh, and then the TV show I watched. I, so, this isn't like a popular thing to say, but I wasn't allowed to watch a lot of TV as a kid. I'm with you on that one. So, like, uh, I like the Rugrats, I just didn't get to watch it a ton. Okay. How's it going? Stay boring. Yeah. Everyone, <laughs> Thank you, Joel. <laughs> Everyone, Tommy. Everyone loves Tommy. Yeah. I still remember the time I came home and my parents finally got cable and I watched Nick News with Linda Ellerby. I thought it was yes. like it was like a life changing experience. <laughs> I was yes. like, I have cable now. Are you older than me? Because I've never heard of that show. You never heard of Nick News? What? Oh, dude, yeah, what was her, oh what was her final segment called? Sorry. Like where she like sat down. It was like a Mr. Oh. Rogers type situation where she'd like give like a life advice. Yeah. Don't know the name of it. It was like it was like it was like weirdly enough a grown up version of like the final word with Maury Povich. Yeah. Or Jerry Springer. Oh man, I messed that up. What's not? It's like Bingham or something. Oh, come on, come on. Uh, so I have another one of our returning guests as well. One of my favorite people in the world. He may be wrong a lot. I mean a lot, but I still love him to death. How's it going, Brylin? What's up? How's it going? Uh, excellent, excellent. How's it, how you been? What are you uh, watching? What are you drinking? Uh, right now I'm drinking water because in about six hours I'm getting on a plane to Orlando. Okay. To go to the 40th anniversary Star Wars celebration. Nice. All weekend long. It's and nothing but Star Wars. What's the first restaurant you're going to go to down there? Uh, I believe you recommended Four Rivers. I, I did. <laughs> I'm going to seek it out. I'm staying at the Hilton, so hopefully it's nearby. Mm, it's not, but it's okay. <laughs> I, I will find it. Uh, what you been watching in your uh, favorite TV show as a child? Uh, what I've been watching is I recently saw the Ghost in the Shell live action movie, starring Scarlett Johansson, and um, this is a interesting movie with interesting problems because it's one of those movies where they strive for a shot by shot remake, mm. and when you do that, Nelly. Not only do you capture what's good about like the original anime, but also you bring all the flaws with it too. And so I think it was okay. Probably definitely worth the rent. Oh, right. Um, okay. But uh, it's visually stunning. It's definitely one of the prettiest movies of this year, but uh, I think the story is lacking a lot in it. But do, you, and, but do you think the story is lacking because of the original sort of content or what they were trying to bring to it? I think there's a lot of stuff that, I mean, you can definitely look at the original content and say, yeah, that was the problem, too. Like, just the languid pace with the narrative and also uh, just not being able to build empathy for Major, the main character. And so it can be kind of difficult to uh, get behind her with what she's uh, going through. Uh, Jesse, I fear you may be the only other person that's seen Ghost in the Shell here. A couple times. Okay. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, I, I was, storyline-wise, I was never impressed with Ghost in the Shell. It's kind of dry, and, like, some of the shots and all that are fun, but, um, the major to me always was supposed to be just, like, a boring, like, she's kind of uninteresting, so to actually hear that they put a little bit more personality into her in the movie, the new live-action movie... Kind of makes me want to see it more. Um, it's on my list of movies to see, but I probably won't see until it comes out on Netflix. 
I mean, it could be like six months. It's not bad. Now. That's true. That's not what I've actually heard. Yeah. Now six it could months. probably be on Netflix very quickly. Yeah. yeah. Given the box office. Oh. It's doing really well overseas, is what I've heard. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. People, like, overseas, they were really well, looking J- forward Japan. to it. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 it's the Japanese movie. Yeah. What else you got, Bradley? Uh, so you said, like, what childhood show I could not live without? Um, I'm going to have to say Robotech, just because that was one of the first um, anime-influenced shows I ever saw. And that kind of got me into uh, Japanese anime. And I, that was a really big part of my growing up, especially in high school, when I dressed all in black and had a skunk stripe through my hair and went to raves. Nice. Uh, definitely uh, yeah. was in an anime club back in high school as well. So it was definitely a big influence on my life. Nice. And it was really cool just to see that a show that where people could have died and there was consequences to... Um, the actions of the people. It wasn't like G.I. Joe where, oh, you shot down a Cobra soldier, but, oh, he's got a parachute, it's okay. Or they were robots, so it's okay to destroy them. You know the uh, complete series and all that is on uh, Amazon, right? If you have an Amazon Prime membership, you can watch all of the, the Robotech, like the complete series plus the extended series plus, like, I tried watching it and it doesn't hold up too well. well <laughs> I, I tried watching it in college when it was on Toonami, and yeah, the animation really doesn't hold up, but... It's like watching um, He-Man all The yeah. later Macross series that are definitely a um, continuation of the story are really cool, though. Well, I appreciate you being on here, Brylan. I wish I could yep. see your pretty face, but it's okay. I like your pretty voice, so I don't mind. Alrighty. Uh, and then going over... Her second time in a row. She's hot. <laughs> Super excited. How's it going, Caroline? It is going well. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Uh, what are you drinking? What have you been watching? And um, what's uh, a TV show you just couldn't live without when you were a child? Okay, well, okay. I'm drinking wine in a can that has a dog on it. What's the name of that can? The... <laughs> 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 can that has a dog on it. <laughs> um, what am I watching right now? Well, last week I talked about how I had finished Big Little Lies. I'm watching that again mm-hmm. because Joelle is. And I'm trying not to like show my facial expressions when I'm like, oh, that's simple so, as I'm foreshadowing. So <laughs> difficult. Um, finished Narcos. Really? Oh, can we talk about it? Was like a little almost upset that they just killed. It's fucking history. No spoilers. We don't read. No. It's Caroline. It's Caroline. History. I don't care. What if someone tried to tell you the end of Big Little Lies? Cause it's a book. Fair enough. It's not fucking in my history. All right, you're getting me worked up. It's like saying the Titanic sank. Whoa, whoa, bro. <laughs> I still haven't seen it. Rose lived. What? what? Uh, I didn't see it until like a decade later. All right. I saw it at 21. Nice. What? Did they made a second one? No, when she at 21. No. Oh, oh. Okay, guys, I, I do not feel bad about spoiling history for you. Okay, just don't. Okay. Anyways, you're upset. Anyway. Done. Um, I guess I won't talk about why. And the... Oh. Uh, TV show I probably couldn't live without 
in my childhood and in college was Hey Arnold. Oh, because yes. I just obviously loved it as a kid. And then when I was a freshman in college, super introverted. And I would totally bring my lunch back to my room and be like, what should I do now? And YouTubed Hey Arnold. And there were full episodes on there. And I had a great first semester. <laughs> And then I made some friends. Oh. <laughs> what What was the most emotionally impacting one? I think there's two oh answers. Oh my god. Two answers. When, um, shit. I can't remember. Stupid. Yeah, stupid. No. No, no, no. What's Mr. Kakasha? What a no, massive no. human being. He's the <laughs> Asian man, Mr. Mr. Wynn. Wynn, yes. When <laughs> he talks about oh, how okay. his. I love the show. Yeah. <laughs> when it's like a Christmas episode where he's talking about how he um, had to let like the military take his daughter away so that she could be safe. Is that is anyone? No. I don't remember I'm, that. I'm, I'm the listening. Two, so the two that the two that I remember because I don't remember that one. That was like a deep one. It was like Christmas and. I'm looking it's it up now. So. <laughs> the two that I remember are when Grandma and Arnold go and steal a tur turtle. Uh, that one was awesome. Uh, yeah, and then the second one was uh, Pigeon Man, who, like, at the time, uh, you, don't, uh, you don't, like, realize it, but he killed himself. Like, yeah. he jumped off the building and killed himself, and then, like, you saw, you know, that the, the whole pigeon metaphor was him going up to the, the big place upstairs. Oh, <laughs> Mike, <laughs> come on, oh. man. It's okay. so, a sad cartoon series. Yeah. Dude, it, it, was a, it was a really yeah. good cartoon series. Yeah. I was really happy when they put it on Netflix. Is somebody cutting onions? Is it still on Netflix? I have no <laughs> idea. I watched a couple episodes, and I was like, okay. Mm. And then, cool story, boo. Wait, Jesse, are you finding what I'm talking It's about? actually not Mr. Kim, it's Mr. Hyun. No, I said oh. that. Mr. Wynn. I thought you said, oh, Wynn. Wynn, Wynn. Alright. I'm skimming the episode now, but it is the <laughs> Christmas episode, and... And it's emotional. Yeah, it is. It's funny because the Wikipedia has, right. like, it's like a five-page summary. Like, it's a play-by-play I it's think a that play it might have even been a two-parter. Well, I mean, well, that... Like, that show was, like, very quietly, like, really cool. Like, it was a really, it was a really good, that's the broadest way of saying that. Yeah, that yeah. But it was, like, a really, like, call you out. it was, it came up when we were kind of that age, and it showed, like, a very, like, diverse set of characters that weren't necessarily archetypal characters, um, and that it, it felt more real to life rather than... You know, watching Rocket Power. No, I love Rocket Power. <laughs> but like, it's like I I could Shots roll. Shots fired. Right. Yeah. I know. I know. But like, it's it's harder to like. Did you me... have an Uncle Tito? <laughs> me doing yeah. like I, I I couldn't even do a kickflip as a kid. You know, so it's like you know like. I'm upset about your skateboards. Yeah, I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit salty. I Jessica, if you're reading more into that, I want to say it was like during the Vietnam War or something, or I'm, the Korean War. Maybe? I'm simultaneously trying to read the recap of Power Rangers and the okay. Arnold. So, <laughs> so I just I'm trying to figure out what the plot is in the movie because so you just more interested. So I'll just yeah. say I never really thought of Hey Arnold as emotional until maybe I got to college and realized I should go make some friends now. <laughs> <laughs> but it also, I guess, now I'm reflecting on it, and there's some oh, deep I stuff in there. Yeah, that was cool. Well, all right. I have uh, a better answer for my TV show. Well, you already have your turn. I know. So, I'm done. Okay. 
But in the episode you talk about, yes, they, they reunite him with his long lost daughter yes. for Christmas. Because he, I remember him just passing her off to a man in a helicopter and it. And oh. yeah, basically, mm-hmm. there it, it's a secret Santa thing. So uh, Arnold essentially has to yeah. find him a gift, and that's yeah. what he ends up tracking down. Meanwhile, Helga is trying to find the perfect present for Arnold, and I'm, <laughs> I'm still halfway through trying to figure out what she gets him. Mm-hmm. Well, she was and interesting. what happened in Power Rangers. Okay. Yeah. And what happened in Power Rangers. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks so much, Caroline, for coming on again. We're super excited. And I'm glad that you came with us, finally, <clears throat> after some convincing to watch this movie with us. Oh, uh, I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you didn't even I was, about like, that. laying in bed. I was like, I'm leaving in five minutes. Do you want to come see the movie with me and Warren? And I was like, oh, an owl? And she convinced me to at least go get a drink with them. And then... You know, obviously that convinced me to go see the movie. I'm pretty sure that's the reason that we're friends. We like went out for a drink, and you know, like then later on that night, I was like, I, I like this kid. You know, he's a Buffalo Bills fan. He yeah, stands for everything that I don't like. <laughs> the you, first time that you're like, but I don't get why you're a Bills fan. I mean, who who are you a fan of? The Patriots? <laughs> ah, fuck! I can't even listen. You know. Well, I mean, you like to drink, yeah? All right, we're good. We're going to fine. It, it, that happens a lot with Warren, is what we're saying. <laughs> Aww. People just You're a very likable person Warren. after you have three or 17 drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Are you just buttering him up because you're the next one to go on yeah. the right <laughs> <laughs> well, That's a really good intro. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. And there I have, uh, next I have the uh, sound engineer. Anna Shredder. Can I call that myself why, that? Why? You're, you're already taking... Now I'm upset that you took mine. I have Mike next here. How's it going? <laughs> Hello there, Warren. It's nice to see you on this fine evening. You too. Uh, the weather was beautiful tonight. Oh, it was. Finally. Finally. It's yeah. not lasting. Don't get excited. I, uh, it's already over. Well, well I'm for it. He's dead. Jeez. I had a little bit of a... Uh, hot on hot on the head. I've realized in the last couple of years that uh, my hair doesn't cover as much scalp region as oh. it used to, and oh. now I have to wear hats, otherwise I get awkward sunburns. Oh. It sucks. You won't have to worry about that. I don't. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Here's hoping. Uh, anyway, in yeah. terms of what I've been watching, uh, before this gets awkward talking about baldness, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's it called? Uh, I think, uh, like, I feel like I'm such a shitty person to be on this show week after week because I like don't watch a ton of stuff. Yeah, like, I, like I just that. Yeah. Um, but I guess the only thing I can remark on is um, speaking of things from our past is uh, I watched WrestleMania the other day, and so we don't. Me and like a group of friends don't watch wrestling at all, but we come together every every WrestleMania and watch that. It's like mm-hmm. for whatever reason, just our some one night. Um, and so, uh, it was, spoiler alert, uh, Undertaker's what? last match, uh, who's been wrestling since, what, like, the mid-80s? Mm-hmm. Like, I saw him. The, too yeah, long. he's, too long. yeah, so, it was scary. one of those people that was like, you know, he was still, you know, all the people that you grew up watching have since retired, and he was kind of one of the last people that was still going with that, yeah. and they did this, like, really touching tribute, uh, to him at the end of it, and it was, it was really, it was really cool to watch, uh, especially when you were half a bottle of Jack Daniel's feet. Uh, <laughs> emotions were flowing that night. Did you wrestle um, anything or just by yourself? Oh, good, good lord. I had a, a bottle of Coke and time to drink soda. Fair. Yeah. Um, in terms of my um, 
like childhood thing. As I mentioned before, I really didn't have cable, so I had to look for like the public access stuff. Uh, the thing that I probably couldn't go without was Winnie the Pooh. Oh my straight God. up, straight up, Who like character. Uh, Eeyore. Well, I mean, don't talk about Eeyore. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. Why are you Eeyore? I loved Eeyore. My grandparents like drove like hours to get me an Eeyore teddy bear. So I was probably this. I mean, so uh, like it's funny because I as all the illiterate jokes that I made uh, make now. I used to read a lot as a kid, so I really yeah. could emphasize with uh, Christopher Robin. Christopher Robin being kind of lost in those like different worlds. Um, I think the person that I most like my spirit poo, if you will, is uh, <laughs> is, is probably Tick. <laughs> you have to pause for that. <laughs> It's probably it's probably Tigger. Uh, like I, yeah. I'm like a, I'm like yeah I'm just like I'm off I'm usually just like off the walls. Yeah. But I I always like I always think that I think the person that I really liked was definitely Pooh. His just like melancholy attitude towards everything I really adopt. Like although I'm high energy like Tigger I like I really am trying just like that stasis that Pooh has. Is so amazing. you're a Tigger but you're shooting to be a Pooh. Exactly. Okay. Very insightful. Very insightful. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being here again. <laughs> I'm super appreciative of it. Thank you for our lesson session that we had earlier about like different things I can do to help out with the podcast. So I appreciate it. Ambiguous at best, and yeah. I like it. We're going to keep it going. <laughs> yeah. Me and Warren had some alone time. Yeah, we did. Some real alone time. Uh, I'm Warren, your host for this evening. Um, right now, I am drinking, actually, what it arguably has now become one of my favorite uh, beers because before I was pretty. Um, you hated that. Yeah. You went on the podcast and said how much you hate it. <laughs> not this one. No, yeah, no, the what? Not, the not the one, one I have? Uh, yeah. no, I'm, I'm pretty sure we have you. Nah, you're talking about another one because, because this was the first beer that was like, oh, this is like uh, the you first beer right. I, I got I to gotta check the tapes now. Feel, <laughs> feel free. The tapes, feel free. Uh, but this is like one of the first beers that's a pale ale that I actually liked. And this was at one point, it's like, I can't drink any IPAs. And this is close to it, you know? Like Dale's Pale Ale was something I couldn't do. Uh, but I love Camp on a Mango. Uh, summertime has come. It is here. Yeah, we skip over spring. I don't care about that. Um, I've been watching a bunch of stuff, but the only things I'm probably going to talk about... I had a, I'm really trying to be a good cook this year, um, and I've been trying to cook a bunch. I'm vegetarian right now. I'm going to go to be a pescatarian again. I want to do a vegan for a couple months this year, so I'm pretty cool. excited about these different cuisines I'm going to be trying. A lot so, of vegans. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do a meditarian also. Oh, okay. yeah. There you go. Um, a little bit of a little, little, yeah. Yeah, little paleo. You never know. Um, so I've been watching this anime show called Food Wars <laughs> that has everything to do with it. And I'm not even going to explain the show too much. Just if you find it on Hulu, it's absolutely hilarious. Uh, and they actually kind of taught me how to do a couple different things. From they didn't this, finish the series yet, right? It's they, still they, they have, yeah. But like the, there's still a manga out. The manga's still going. They have to catch up. Because I feel like I, I saw that on my list, but I always like watching once the show's complete. Oh, Because yeah. then I get like... No one else. Food Wars? Food Wars. Yeah. It's on. And that's an anime? Like yes. The Food Network. Nope. Yeah. And it's anime. It's on Hulu. Uh, I have a Hulu account, so if you want to watch it, feel free. I would say if you watch it, text me after the episode because you'd be like, Lord, what's wrong with you? I'm like, it's hilarious, guys. Just or, or message us. Being attacking people with butter. Yes, shut, shut your mouth. Don't, <laughs> no spoilers, Brylin. Um, and that, I was watching one, and then also one of my favorite, uh, favorite mangas that me and Mike Moreno, this guy was on the uh, last couple episodes, 
Uh, Attack on Titan came back, and so that anime is back on, so I've been watching that from um, week to week, so it's pretty awesome. As well as what arguably one of my favorite shows, maybe in history, may go down to it as um, The Last Man on Earth. And that was, uh, that's also going real strong. It's on season three right now, and one of the episodes didn't even star any of the regular characters. There was some other character completely, and it was still phenomenally sad but amazing episode and it really encompassed a lot of different emotions in there so i'm really excited about that um so that's what i've been watching uh as as a result of the favorite tv show very tough uh because i know way way back when uh kind of the same thing that we were talking about didn't really have too much tv in the time that we got it you know it was too late um i do thoroughly love i'll name a couple i do thoroughly love street sharks because that show was stupid right. and ridiculous but it's hilarious <laughs> Uh, so if you haven't seen Street Sharks, YouTube it. It's pretty funny. Um, did you see that in my... college too? In college? Oh yeah, we did. Oh for sure. We... Blowing in your bedroom? Of course. Okay. I did that last night. It was weird. Um, so I would, uh, I would also weird. say there was another uh, TV show called Kablam. Oh, uh, uh, the one that the toilet action squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Brian, you remember you remember Kablam? Oh. I haven't heard of Kablam, no. No? Uh, oh, okay. like claymation and all that. Yeah. It's so much fun. Right. Like, I honestly think that that was the show <laughs> that Robot Chicken really tried to, like, <laughs> draw from. So, Robot Chicken came and made the adult version, and that adult version was the majority of the stuff from Kablam. Because that, the total one. Yeah. Um, and then the other one I was uh, going to think of was either Johnny Quest. Or reboot, which the other two like really, really. Are you talking about. old school Johnny Quest, yeah, like yeah. the OG original series? Super OG. OG. And then I think the other one would be Transformers. Okay. Anything that happened to do with Transformers is actually pretty awesome. But mainly Beast Wars was the uh, was the uh, episode that I really uh, like the season that I really kind of connected with. And then lastly, Jesse. Oh. Oh yeah. Uh, the the first thing when we were going around that came to mind was I thought of Batman. Okay. The Batman animated series, but I feel like I was too old when that show came out. But um, I immediately also thought Ducktales, <laughs> like because that show's coming back. They're coming out with a new Ducktales. Don't David Tennant as Scrooge McDuck. No way. Yeah. Is this going to be a TV show? Like an actual cartoon, like reboot of the series. So that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's coming out. I think it actually comes out next month. On the Disney Channel. They're putting the entire thing out? Like, well, maybe a uh, Like time. a weekly, like every Saturday is just a new episode, that kind of thing. Got it, got it, got it. But those are the first two that immediately come to mind. Now we're going to, and I appreciate everybody being here. I'm super excited. We're going to talk about a feature title, which is Power Rangers, by, uh, as a director by Dean Israelite. Oh, I didn't know his last name. Uh, and he's actually known for not too, too much stuff, but the one thing I think the majority of people may know about is uh, Project Almanac, uh, which I don't want to spoil that movie, but I, I, thought, I, I thought it was a decent movie. I liked it. Um, but so we're talking about Power Rangers now. I'm super excited about this movie. Uh, we're going to go and we're going to really mesh a couple of different things together, which we're going to do... Um, some of the wins and a lot of the things you thoroughly liked about not only this Power Rangers, but like what is your overall history of the Power Rangers franchise? And that could be the two other film, like feature films that came out, 
One was, I believe, was 1997, and the other one was 2001, I believe. Maybe even earlier. Okay, yeah. Because um, the Power Rangers movie was in 95, but then there's also, like... I mean, there's a lot of movies, actually, because there's, like, Ninja Steel, and... Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of TV movies. Yeah. Yeah. Those are TV, uh, TV uh, movies. So, uh, I'm going to start with one of our new newbies, um, Joelle. Yes. Um, some of your wins of why you enjoyed this movie, if you enjoyed this movie, and some of your history of the Power Rangers. Um, so I was obsessed with the Power Rangers as a child. Um, I have a younger brother, so whatever I did, he was very influenced by. And so when I started watching it, he started loving it. Um, and then I had a best friend and we would watch it together. We actually, I have like vivid memories of us at like probably age seven or eight. We both fit really well into one of those like laundry baskets, the like plastic ones. And we put it right in front of this TV and sit in it and just... Watched Power Rangers for hours. Cuddling. <laughs> Probably. Like, was Probably, the, yeah. Was We've the laundry basket this. the, dro- That's exactly the what Zords? Or the what? Was the laundry basket the Zords? Or I mean, pretty much. Okay. Um, so I watched a ton of Power Rangers as a kid. A ton, a ton. Um, I've probably seen all of them. Um, I don't doubt it. I loved this movie. Um, one, because it was super nostalgic for me. And two, because I thought it was well done. Um, I'm talking about the wins, yes. Um, of course, I loved um, the boy who had, I don't know if they classified it as Asperger's. He's on the spectrum. He's on the spectrum. That's yeah. what he kept saying. He's on the spectrum. Um, I love, love, love that. Um, and I love that they had a girl who identified as being a lesbian. I think that's really progressive. I also like that they didn't have any, like, they, they had, like, the typical jock football player, so I guess, like, that was fine. But they didn't have any, like, you know, cute little blonde girls. Everyone was very kind of real in how they looked. I noticed um, the action. We actually, Warren, Caroline, and I uh, went back to our apartment afterwards and watched one of the old <laughs> movies right after watching Power Rangers. Okay, so I watched, and um, I forgot how awful yeah. those were. Like action-wise, like just everything was so corny, so bad. Um, so they definitely did a, a lot better job of. You know, doing more realistic action scenes, and um, yeah. So I very much enjoyed it. I thought it was a big win on my part. Cool. Awesome. Jesse, what is your uh, background with uh, Power Rangers? So I'm actually scrolling through, and the way Power Rangers has worked, and I was not aware of this, <clears throat> is it's got a new type every year. And I always knew, like, so it's been since 1993, so technically the show has been on for 13 seasons, or more than that, 23 seasons now. Um, So there's 23, each season is it like, you know, this is Lightspeed Rescue, Time Force, Wild Force, Ninja Storm, Dino Thunder, SPD, Mystic Force, Uh, like each single one of them is a different, like, season is a different thing, and I didn't realize it was seasonal, I just assumed it was a reboot and failed. But I totally watched the uh, the original series. Like I, I absolutely watched that in its entirety. I would watch it when I would come home. I would watch. It. I remember buying the video game, and we would play because it was one of those few games that you could actually we had a multi tap, mm-hmm. and you could actually yes. play four people mm-hmm. on the Power Rangers game, and that was unheard of for the yeah. time. So like me and my friends would come over, we'd like watch the episode, then we'd play all the Power Rangers stuff. We would totally kick the living daylights out of each other in the player playground. Each one of us picking a different color, like, it, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely, that was kind of why I wanted to stick around, is I wanted to know how nostalgic we could all get in terms yeah. of that sort of thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm super excited because we, quite often, me and, like, I'm the youngest of five, 
Minus my sister. So me and my three um, uh, brothers, we were always played the Power Rangers. My sister played as well, but we would all be outside, like right next to our house, because you know we couldn't stray too far from the house. And uh, we would have like imaginary things, and we would be like a particular a different color, and the leader would be red. The, like, my, so my old, one of my older brothers, his favorite color was red. Uh, and the second one, the smarter one, the different one would be blue. So my second oldest brother, his favorite color is blue. The other one always would be a bit different. So he was either the white ranger, he wasn't sure. I was like, can I just please be the green ranger or the black ranger? I don't mind. Um, so this is always uh, something that we always played and like either uh, fought with like imaginary, obviously imaginary, like monsters and stuff like that was something that we played. I must say probably up, up to middle school, maybe a little, maybe high in middle school. I didn't have a lot of friends growing up, growing up, so there you go. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm super excited about that. And you actually reminded me, I think one of the games that reminded me of the Power Rangers game was, uh, I don't know if anybody remember the uh, Michael Jackson Moonwalk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Who doesn't know Michael Jackson Moonwalk? What? There's people probably yeah. in this room that doesn't remember it, so there you go. Believe uh, it. What? Who is it? I've, I remember stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Not much, but stuff. Uh, let's go shoot yeah, over right. to uh, Brylin with some wins in your sort of background with Pyro Power Rangers. Um, when Power Rangers first came out, it was like one of those first shows where I had to make the choice. Am I going to watch this or is it time to be more of a grown-up with my friends? And so I didn't watch it at first, but I couldn't deny like anything that has giant transforming robots that come together make even bigger robots. Yes. Uh, that's definitely right up my alley. And so I didn't really start watching it until they introduced Tommy, the Green Ranger. Yes. Just because I thought a lot of the... I mean, I, to me, he was the first Power Ranger that was, like, pretty badass. And so, yeah, he. I watched it for a couple seasons and always uh, felt like kind of like... It was like my hidden shame among my friends so like yeah I watched this little kid show and I'm not going to talk to anybody about it but I enjoyed it for what it was and I even like went out and out of my way and when they said Tommy was coming back for Dino Thunder then Dino I watched Thunder. Dino Thunder yes. Yes. Like 10 years yes. later so Love me some Dino Thunder. I, I was like yeah I mean Tommy's awesome and whenever he's on that show it's badass uh, as for the movie, um, I would say the big win is I'm always really impressed when, like, fresh faces come in and just knock it out of the park. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of these kids that they chose for to play the Power Rangers, I thought, did an exceptional job for their roles. Uh, not only was a very diverse, very modern take on the roles, but uh, they uh, also come from, like, different varying backgrounds. I think one of the actresses is even, her, the only thing she had done before this is run a YouTube channel. And now she's acting Whoa, in major she's, movies. She's a singer too. Like she's one of those like <laughs> weird crossovers. Like she has a major record label deal. Oh, so, um, it was the girl who played uh, Trini. Yeah. Played Trini? Okay. Yeah. They listed her as... What color? What color? <laughs> she's a uh, yellow, yellow, yellow. Yellow Ranger. Okay. Yeah. 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 Got it. Yeah. You don't know the Power Ranger's name? Oh, come on. <laughs> and uh, I like that um, when it came to like these kids getting in trouble and being teenagers with attitude, which was the tagline for Power Rangers originally. Yes. That, uh, they brought some realism to like why they're kind of uh, meant to be these mm. characters because yes. um, it wasn't just like uh, in, like a '90s style, like oh Timmy had a car wreck and. 
he wrecked the family car. It's like, no, you got to see the consequences behind it. It was like, yeah, he was in a wreck. He hurt his leg. Uh, cops came. Cops filed a report. And, like, they definitely added a really nice realism to their delinquency uh, for the better. And um, and they uh, was really well acted. Um, also, like, the nice little twist with Zordon being a ranger before. Yeah. And that he's not like this ultimately ultimate good leader and guide for the Power Rangers that yeah, he's a he's a bastion of wisdom, but he also has his own faults as well, which yeah. I thought was a really good well um, a really good uh, addition to that character. I would say um, that's like the prob- and what's that? I would say that's probably like one of the stronger points I would say. Um, I'm just going to cut you off just for a second. I'll get to you. Yep. Is This may be around the time, in which case we're going to want to let all of our uh, audience, all of our Ryan Dowds, all of our Derek Sons, of course, um, that we will be spoiling the movie. So if you haven't seen the movie of uh, Power Rangers, you probably want to stop it here. Don't uh, Maybe like 10 <laughs> minutes ago, but you never know. Uh, and then pick up right at this point, because then we want to make sure that she actually has a chance to really appreciate this movie as much as possible. So I'm going right. to go ahead and give it to uh, uh, Blue It, and then we well, go I just Well, I have a quick rebuttal on that. I, I'd almost challenge yeah. you that Zordon wasn't necessarily a bastion of knowledge, um, because, uh, and this is one of the wins I thought, was that he was completely, like, single-minded of, I'm only going to tell them what they need to know to get me out of here. Like yeah, he wasn't, he, he was obsessed that he is the only one that could actually beat Rita. Right, he wasn't a team player. He wasn't trying to help them out. He was trying to help himself out, which was, I thought, an interesting take on it. Yeah, I thought that was really cool too. Uh, and even though it's less cheesy, they do add cheese uh, when it's when it's actually um, necessary and kind of gives you a nice humorous moments. So I'm glad that they didn't go totally dark and brooding with this uh, movie. Sure. I like some of the dark parts that they did kind of bring up, and I'll like I'll save that for mine. But uh, so I'm gonna keep on going, and let's talk about some wins with Caroline. Okay. Well, I'll say that halfway through my pint of Guinness, I finally admitted to Warren and Joelle that every Friday, me and my brother would either watch. Power Rangers or Pokemon while eating Pokemon-shaped mac and cheese. So, I was a fan of Power Rangers (laughs) when I was younger, but it was just, I think it was just like two movies that we had. I also had the Red Power Rangers action figure when you pressed it back. The arms would swing up and the leg would kick. Um, The First big win for me was the fact that Elizabeth Banks, Bill Hader, and Brian Cranston were in the movie. Yeah. That was very awesome. Um, and Joelle mentioned this about talking about Billy saying that he's on the spectrum. I think that was like a fuck you stigma. It's like finally being talked about as like whatever, also accept it and, like, like, learn about it. Let me look at my Twitter feed real quick. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you, that's how yeah, Caroline like, kept her notes. I was. Tweeting in the movie. Yeah. Not okay. Oh, yeah. But for the podcast, well, it's okay. Yeah. 
One of my shots fired. I'm currently getting another beer, but I will say this movie is so cheeky and intense with Bill Hader and Brian Cranston. We are lucky. And then my final take was like it's funny, charming. Breakfast Club with superpowers is what I said. That's a good summation. That's an apt description of it. I mean, even even going off that Breakfast Club, I'm really glad at least in this movie it kind of made more sense because from what I can remember, uh, at least in the actual TV show, uh, the kids were a bunch of goody two-shoes. They didn't really do... They weren't... They weren't rebels. They weren't anything different. They were kind of, oh, this is a bunch of random kids. Whereas yeah, you now, had your sports jock, you had your gymnast, you had your yeah, but uh, they, science but, kid. But at least in that particular sort of uh, realm, and kind of going off of Caroline's point of these people were, oh, hey, there's nothing going on, but we're going to then fight for a, a cause. Whereas now you kind of look at this movie, they had some stuff that they all needed to kind of get out. They needed to share. They needed to kind of bond with each other of saying that, hey, we're all different in a lot of different ways. And one of the be- the best lines that was, it really kind of, was glazed over by Bill Hayes' character, which was Alpha 5 in the movie. Uh, he was like, oh, five different kids, five different colors, five different types. And he like really kind of laid out the fact that the diversity of each and every one of the kids that was implied way back when, because they couldn't really talk about it as much of this is something, but now he actually said it and brought it to the forefront of not only do they look different, but they are drastically different. But even if they look different and they are drastically different, all these kids and uh, all these kids actually relate to each other and they also relate to everybody else who's watching it so it made it super super impactful i'll also say that i like that they weren't all making out with each other correct that was a, that was a bad for me <laughs> you watch the rest of it <laughs> i watched what i what i was there i'm gonna bring jokes. up uh mr mike sure uh what yeah i think mike? um speaking of that i thought it was great that uh Zach was super weird towards Trini until she's like, yeah, that's not, like, my thing. And then they drop it. And I thought that was, like, that was pretty cool. That was, like, very, like, respectful. Like, hey, I understand that. It's cool. Um, so that kind of ties into, like, the whole thing of, they, like, they just went for it. There was no really, like, beating around the bushes with this movie. The, the autistic, autistic kid was autistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gay girl was like it wasn't like this like tongue-in-cheek like yeah. maybe um I thought that what go on because you just no no put your rebuttal no put your rebuttal well so like going off from our uh last episode I, I felt like you were combating me on that um hey it's not like tongue-in-cheek and we're not quite there I thought you were like no 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 that. I was saying hey I need to be more I need to to, I need you to tell me this, and I brought this up. And hey, I need you to tell me this. No, you were like, saying. You were saying. I think what you were saying is that uh, the actions of LeFou weren't gay enough. Where I where the the thing that I would say for this movie is like Trini. Trini wasn't like like a butch lesbian. She was just a girl that happened to like girls, and they said it explicitly, which you don't necessarily see. But they didn't say it explicitly. They didn't, yeah. She, that's what and I she implied it, and it wasn't as much there. That's fine. And the stuff from the Beauty and the Beast, it wasn't that LeFou's actions, it was with his dialogue they didn't say. And with the narrators and stuff that they didn't say. But I did like how they like, like alluded thing, to it. didn't say, like, I love men. He was just like, I'm, screw Gaston. Yeah, but and that's then, not... But like... 
kind of yeah, uh, yeah. the kind of security guy stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, we can we can definitely talk about this because I also have a, a couple things that we can catch up. But I did, but I did like how they they like she kind of said like like they said boy problems and they're like or girl problems and she like alluded that she was a lesbian. I don't think she didn't come out and say like oh yeah I like girls. But then they just kind of dropped it. It wasn't like this whole like yeah and that was her defining character and I I liked that. Well, I liked how they said it and then they just kind of were like okay that's who you, you are. Here's a here is a good point. I think it's so one of the wins of the like the older show was having diversity in cast. I mean it's hilarious now to be like the black ranger was black. <laughs> the pink ranger was like the girly girl. You know yeah. it's like funny like, looking. What a good back. job we did. But <laughs> but to be fair in the mid nineties like. Good job. Kudos. Yeah, honestly, like yeah. including a diverse cast. Well, um, the first, one of the first. Yeah, and when so, the show came out originally in Japan, everybody was the same. So and, which and, also makes sense in Japan. Right. And to, to comment on, uh, I think, I forget who was saying it earlier about like how it's kind of a little bit more brooding and they're not perfect kids. I think that speaks to more of like zeitgeist of the era, whereas like in the 90s it was dare and everyone's yeah. like the G.I. Joe, like, you know, punching robots and stuff. And now definitely, what, 20 years later, it's a different world we live in, and I think that they, it shows good writing to kind of adapt to it, um, get to adapt to that. Um, so I loved the old school, uh, campiness. I absolutely loved it. Like, I think that, um, when they jumped up out of the ravine from the water, and they all kind of synchronized, landed on the ground... Uh, that was the campiest thing I've ever seen in the film, but it was exactly how they did it in the old Power Rangers, yeah. and I was kind of, like, chuckling to myself. I thought that, uh, and then, speaking of, like, old-school stuff, when, so, in a lot of these remake movies, they don't include the thematic music in the original way that it was presented. What they usually do is reconcept, uh, re, uh, reconceptualize the works, yeah. um, usually for a different arrangement, different harmonies, whatever, to, to, you know, like, go to the modern age. They didn't. They just lifted the 90s theme song and plopped it straight in the middle of this one. And it was amazing. I jumped out of my chairs, both fists in the air, and just, like, was yelling. It was, like, a Tuesday morning or something, and I was, like, <laughs> I was the only one in the theater, but... But can you call this a remake? Because they never actually came out with the origin story for Power Rangers ever I as a feature like film? No. Story. Yeah, it was uh, an uh, origin. But before this, right? There never was an origin story of a feature film. They skipped in the first movie. Yeah. They already had their powers, and they lost them. But they they, they already were a step. No, but it's a, it's a it's a reconceptualization of it. Okay. It's like they told a new origin story, and so you don't see that. So for every other movie that's told, like, the same thing again, usually they have, like, this is its own unique thing, so we're going to do it from top to bottom with, like, how the characters act, how they meet together, how they whatever. You, like I, I think this was the first time I've ever seen the the, the original thematic music presented in literally like they sounded like they just took the clip and put it in the movie, and that was something that was brand new. Yeah, um, even the mixing on it sounded like it was like two channel or something like that. Oh, it was great! It was fantastic! <laughs> it was amazing. But Mike, uh, I like that you mentioned the uh, the original score, the original sound uh, theme song being brought in, because I thought the score was amazing for this movie. I thought uh, the score really complemented um, just the action scenes and the uh, tone of the movie really well. Yeah. And uh, there is um, 
And it's done by Brian Tyler, who did, I think he, he did Thor. He did Thor and Iron Man 3, so he's done a lot of the Marvel, Marvel scores. Some of the better ones. Yeah, but there's... Thor had its own problems. There's one song that they call It's Morphing Time on the album that I thought is really good when they have the big... Um, when they finally are able to put on their Power Ranger suits and have their big uh, group reveal in the ship. I think that song is an awesome hmm. uh, soundtrack for you, it as well. You know, I haven't gone back and listened to the soundtrack. I, it was only, you know, gut reactions in the film. But that's cool. I'll definitely check that out. Uh, um, speaking on Trini, uh, two things on her. I thought that she was weird in a good way. Like, usually when they have these off-the-beaten-path type people, they're like head-to-toe, all black, all the time, and they talk about weird stuff every single bit of it. And I think they really nailed the fact that, like, maybe, like, the, you know, quiet, introverted folks are, like, not much different. They're just, like, one or two little things that, like, kind of make them, like, quote-unquote, the weird kid in high school. Yeah, just um, communication style. Yeah, and it's, and it's, like, one of those things that, like, they, she wasn't your stereotypical weird kid, but, like, that made it more grounded in reality. Right. And then the small little shout-out, I have to say this, is... Um, I was telling Warren about this. They... In the whole thing of, like, them going for it, uh, does anyone... Did anyone recognize the music that they played for her when they introduced her? Who? Uh, Trini. Trini. Yes. But I can't remember. Was so it the music, was she, I the music that she was listening to in the headphones? The music that she was listening to the headphones. Oh. What was it? So... I remember I was, like... It was... It was, um... So, first of all, they usually, in those cases, for, like, the metal person, they give them, like, you know, some nickel creedal back thing. She was, like, doing yoga, though, on... Yeah, but she was, was, like, actually listening to, like, real, like, death metal, which you never hear in movies like this. Uh, It was a band called Revocation, uh, which I hold near and dear because I saw them a million times in a basement. Uh, like they're a they're a local Boston band. Um, oh, yeah, Boston. so yeah, so uh, I saw them a million times in like basements in, around the area, and then all of a sudden like they showed up in Power Rangers. Uh, and I I will close it off with wins, and I'll also gonna transition a bit in the criticisms because I'll talk about one thing that I really loved, but then at the same time, not so much. Um, so overall, I just liked the actual theme. Like I felt like they were trying to, or he uh, Dean, the director was trying to bring. A sense of fun, but at the same time was doing a, a dark. But he also had like a, a line of realism to it. When the line of real, realism, like it talks about like bullies that happen and bullies, people are being bullies to the fact that somebody's gonna be different. And they talk about this. You see the two characters of that, and you have some people that stand up, but everybody else in the room is probably not gonna stand up, and that that actually happens. Then you have a chance of somebody being quote unquote different, who was used to be the popular girl that kind of fallen out the actual grace. From every which, whichever reason, that's in the actual rebel. Then you have the rebel for the chance of why is she such a rebel person because nobody understands her and nobody has a chance to kind of connect with her. Then you have the other rebel who's just doing what he wants to do, but not because he kind of wants to, because he kind of has to, and he's taking care of his actual mother. Um, so it really brings a, a completely different... Um, face to all these things because of the pressure that Jason has to live up with his father's dreams that this is something that he clearly does not want to do uh, and just everything of like Billy and Billy has a lot of pent up and he has a lot of uh, sadness going with his actual father and it felt like 
he was super, super connected with his father. That's why he ended up going out there for the actual digging site and not so much with his mother, but he still very much loved her. So I felt like you got very, very quickly within about maybe 20 or 30 minutes of the movie, you got a lot of these characters and you got a lot of in-depth sort of stuff with these characters and you slowly sort of flushed it out a bit more. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. And I thought that was really nice because you just don't see that. And you can tell me if you can even imagine what's one thing that, you know, Adam in the first movie or even the second movie didn't like mm -hmm. of the original Power Rangers or any of the TV series and you probably can't tell at all. Right. And, and already this movie that is under two hours long doesn't even tell you about it at all. So that's that was a, a, a super, super huge one for me. Uh, that character development piece was pretty pretty um, stellar. And the acting on the majority of these characters, almost all the characters were, were good. Um, right, right in the beginning, um, oh, this is what I missed. Right in the beginning when uh, Zordon with... Uh, I, I don't really quite agree with some of the makeup work with Brian Cranston, but at the same time, I liked it, and I liked the fact that much what Brian was talking about, they really pulled in the fact that there's always one Red Ranger, and it goes, it builds from that, and um, during this time frame, somebody has a chance to come back, and during the last time the Power Rangers failed, Zordon had the chance to come back, and Alpha 5 put him back into the ship, and now, transformed to however many years actually happens, Zordon now uses that same gift to bring Billy back to life. And I thought that was a very, very, very strong point. I really wish we can see it and use it more, and I'm glad Directions use it, is the use of death really does define and is a really strong point that a lot of movies are just too scared. To, a lot of kids' movies are either A, too scared to use and kind of keep it that way, or B, they just don't want to touch it at all or they use it too much, and therefore you kind of lose a, a important a, importance factor of that. So, I was really glad they used death. I did not realize somebody was going to die. Although he came back, I didn't realize that somebody was going to die in this movie. I thought for sure, it was like, oh, he, he's going to come back, right? Nobody dies in teenage movies. Right? <laughs> but you sit there and say, okay, she shot him. He, he, okay, he fell in the water. That was a very kind of gruesome. But okay, it's a PG-13, so you can do a little bit more. And they, yeah. they said ass. They said a couple of swear words. They even said hey, bitch, I think. And, uh, oh, pfft, oh, please. <laughs> and, uh, but he was dead for some time. And it wasn't until, you know, one of the wins, again, we had talked about, somebody echoed of Zordon really coming to terms of, well, I'm not the Red Ranger anymore. I need to be something higher. I need to bring this knowledge. I need to bring all this wisdom mm -hmm. and give back and kind of fight for the better cause of say, hey, I can't do this, but these kids can. And let me right. believe in him. Believe in them. That was also a very, very strong sort of um, portion of it. So I really like that a lot. Um, Good points. Oh, thanks. Um, I love the fact... I mean, everything about Billy's character was amazing. His name in real life is RJ. He's from Jacksonville, Florida. That was hilarious. And one of the one of the first movies I saw him in was Me, Earl, and the Dying Girl. And he oh. had a very weird sort of... like The way that he delivers his lines in that movie was vastly different in this movie. So it was really nice to see completely two different characters on a quote-unquote spectrum. I know. So, but it was, it was nice to be able to see that transition from an actor. I haven't seen any of these act other kids at all, but it's nice to see him kind of transition between one to the other. And he really brought up like a, a comfortableness to say that, yeah, it's okay to be different. And that also echoed uh, echo to the fact that Adam would also talk to <laughs> Trini and says, crazy girl, crazy girl, crazy girl. And before, it wasn't something that she kind of accepted and says, yeah, this is uh, whatever. And then later on, he even says, oh, you're a crazy girl. 
And she was like, yeah, so are you. He's like, yes, I know. And jumps off the cliff and goes into the water. So it was something, it was something small of you calling somebody crazy, but it's not a negative connotation. Mm. I'm calling you crazy because, yeah, I'm like you. I, ha- I share that belief with you. Let's yeah. share it together. It's like let's, a bonding let's, let's, let's thing as opposed yeah. to like something to be derogatory. Yeah, it's, it's, it was awesome. And it's some of the things in the dialogue that I was really excited about of, oh, cool. I'm really glad everybody's going with it. I talked about the Alpha Vibe thing and... Uh, it was nice giving Zordon a backstory, not him being um, all power, all powerful mm-hmm. as much as possible. So that was actually pretty cool. Um, the uh, other thing that I really liked was they gave Rita a purpose um, that was not there at all. It's so weird. In mm. the, well, it was weird. Why she was she was wet the entire cold. time? Who knows? Uh, it was like two, three days, and she was still dripping wet. That's weird. But uh, <laughs> but it's true. But at the same time, she get, it, it was a purpose. And Goldar and everything, like, you can see it. And it's more of the um, sort of fanboy, sort of like, oh, man, the, the nostalgic feeling of, well, we know Rita, we know Goldar, we know the next two villains, maybe. You're not entirely sure. But it's nice to that she was killing people. And that was tough to... Okay, she should have start killing people, well, like ripping their teeth out and stuff like that, because she wanted gold. The first, I thought it was amazing when you talk about like the opening scene. The originally Power Rangers was made for like five year old Mike, and now they came out and the first scene is them talking about like milking a boy cow. Then mm. how like yeah, well that's Sorry. a that's a funny joke, yeah. you know, like and that's not something that like a five year old, ten year old would understand. Yeah. And you're right, like they they continued it. It wasn't like. It wasn't younger Mike's Power Rangers. It was really just like mid. It was mid twenties Power Rangers. I would say teen now is probably teenage. I'd say yeah, it's like teenage. 15, 15 up to the actors. How old are they? Oh, none of them look close. Cool. Yeah. <clears throat> the jokes. Okay. Um, I it's like when like when like well it's like when Pixar movies have like adult jokes where like ha ha you're like wait this. is... But they didn't hide this one. Right. Usually the Pixar ones are like hidden behind like three different layers. Yeah. yeah. Um, There's no way you could misinterpret that. Yeah. But the cup, yeah, they he even said, oh, it's only one utter. Is that an issue? Oh, it just kind of came out. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, so the, the other things, I really like the swell of action that typically happened. Like, I like the training montage a little bit. I kind of wanted more. We'll talk about that later. Um, I do like the swell of once they actually morphed just basically anything after that was uh, I'm, I'm on board because that's really what I wanted to see was superpowers beating up baddies and stuff like that it was pretty cool and how they have a chance to kind of fight together that was really awesome of like showing having everybody has almost uh, their own stage to say hey like this is why I'm awesome this is why I'm awesome and this is why they're even better together so it's pretty cool um, and there's probably other wins that I can't think of right now, but, uh, I overall loved the stinger at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. the fact that we're going to get a green ranger, which is going to be Tommy, much like you were talking about Bryland. And I have, we know that this, especially with the 13, 23 years of villains, they're, they're not going to run out of content. So it's going to be nice to see that where they're going to pick up from and they had a, they had a really good use of shtick which you know is a, a particular piece of comedy that comes back there's something introduced and there's a payoff in the end and the fact that way in the beginning when jason open slaps the bully for billy and he did you slap me he's like yeah and i'm going to be here this entire year or whatever and then fast forward to 
Trini, who actually had the arms, which I thought was very funny, that it wasn't technically a guy who was controlling the arms, but Trini had the arms, who slapped Rita into space, yeah. and then uh, Billy was like, did you slap her? He was like, yeah, yeah, I did. It was funny. <laughs> and that was a huge payoff. I was like, okay, that's funny. That, 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 that's pretty Yo, funny. I did, I did like how uh, I don't think I've watched Power Rangers in like 15 to 20 years. And as soon as they started painting on the green jacket, I was like, Tommy Oliver. I don't, I like, I remember thinking, I'm like, what is that name? Like, why, why did this, like, that come into my, my head? But, uh, yeah, like, they set up the Green Ranger yeah. perfectly. That's gonna be awesome. And you really have to stay after the get Jason David Frank to reprise his role. No, he's too damn old. He's like, I'm a high school kid. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you're like 50, get out of here. Yeah, so that was uh, really exciting to kind of talk about as well. Um, and, you know, the last kind of win, then I will go also lead into criticisms, because the only kind of part that I didn't like about it was the initial reaction to it. Before we get into that, uh, do you mind if I add one other win yeah, for good. cheesiness? Sure. Um, I love the whole Krispy Kreme joke at the end. Oh, yes. Just that, that's the source of where they have to get to stop Rita and just having them say like, oh, she's like near the corner of Krispy Kreme or even Rita saying, I have to get to Krispy Kreme. Yeah. I just I was laughing every single time. She says something like, you know, Krispy Kreme is the source of all the power. He's like, oh, the happiness. She's like, yeah, this it is. And I was like, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. Krispy Kreme is delicious. It so, is. I wish they had more up here. Nobody went to it, so it closed down. I wasn't around. I wasn't around. There was one in the pool. Ask Cole about how he feels about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Riley, it's Krispy Kreme's in Florida. So there you go. Video, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Alfonso. Um, but uh, so the, I would say the last win to like transition to criticisms would be I really enjoyed everything about the character being on the spectrum. The one thing that kind of bothered me was Jason's initial reaction to when he said that. And I think we mentioned this before. I mentioned this last uh, time that we recorded. But when Billy comes out and says, oh, I'm on the spectrum. The first thing out of Jason's mouth was, is it like a workout plan? And I understand it was a joke. He even comes back and says, he's like, no, it's Billy says, oh, no, it's a diagnosis. Jason says, oh, yeah, I know. I was joking. That bothered me a lot because the initial reaction should be something more of accept, uh, like accept, acceptance, more as you don't kind of pander that off of somebody who's trying to share with you something that's really dear to them, but yeah. at the same time, you can be like, Carolina on the same wavelength. Like, okay, okay, go ahead. So I think that that was fine because he had already accepted and already understood what the spectrum was, mm -hmm. and he... It, it's just like beating the stigma of I agree. mental yeah. illness. Yeah. And, yeah. and it was clear, like, sometimes people with Asperger's do not understand sarcasm. Right. And I think Jason was just, like, yeah. trying I, to connect with Yeah, I also just think he's human. Yeah, and I'm yes. very... Like, I don't, I don't know if I would have a better answer, and yeah. I don't think I'm a bad... Yeah, and I'm a very firm believer that like the more, like the more we make out of something, the bigger it becomes, right? So like if he had said like, oh I'm so so like yeah. you know whatever answer he gave, I don't think it would have been a good enough answer as it was to make a joke about it, right? I associate to like when a lot of people like say stuff to me, that's my first 
action is to be like, I have I'll make a joke, yeah, or well, I'll just like downplay it. I was gonna it. say, I was gonna say that, like, one, I agree that it, it kind of, it normalizes it by saying like it's not really that big of a deal. Like, I'm gonna joke. You don't, mm -hmm. you don't joke yeah. about serious issues. You joke about stuff that's oh, like, right. yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, it's, yeah. it's you. You're fine. But, but using jokes and using humor. Is a part that says that I'm scared or I don't understand, so I'm gonna That's use as well, much as I can. Whereas true. what I'm saying is, I'm not saying you need to say I'm I'm accepting, I'm sorry. There could have been literally any other line that he would have said is, oh, not even asking how he felt. The fact that his initial approach was let's use comedy or humor because I don't know and I'm scared. Will also miss that him as a person, Jason. But I think that's a, really, that's a human reaction. Yeah, it, it, it could be. Oh, here's the thing. It definitely could be a human reaction. I definitely get it. But this was now scripted out. No, no, but, but that's but it's more no, no, no. relatable though. But because not, I'm not a decade quite. older than that, and I probably have the same reaction. Not, not quite. This is not relatable because <laughs> they made up. There was an actual plan to say that hey, Billy's gonna say this line. So we're gonna write in, maybe, or maybe it was like ad lib, we're not entirely sure. We're gonna write in and says that what Jason's gonna actually put into this line is gonna be a bit of humor. What happens there is instead of acceptance, because humor and making a joke and pairing it off is not quite upset acceptance. Yeah, he does not accept it with him. I mean, you're right we, about the joke and it I think it kind of it was purposely intent to be like he's not really showing empathy towards Billy or um He's he's at this point he's kind of used Billy to take advantage of him because of he's a whiz kid with electronics to get his um, his uh, leg uh, monitor deactivated and stuff mm -hmm. and he's just like kind of tagging along with this kid just because oh there's something interesting about him but I mean their friendship hasn't fully they haven't grown they haven't become like the friends that they are at the end of the movie oh. so I would have to say say like his joke yeah it's would probably kind of be inappropriate if you were like best of friends with someone but they were just learning to know who each other were and like taking missteps that's a very I real think thing. that's a good point is the newness of the friendship I wouldn't even call them like good friends at the end of the movie no like uh, like to me that fire the fire scene was was great I forgot to even mention it during like the wind section where like they they went out of their way to be like yeah we know nothing about each other like we are just five random people. How do we connect? And so it it really just like drove that point that like they have no idea who they are. And I think at least in my life I can psychoanalyze myself in that like I use humor to deflect different things. I I'll use humor when I don't quite know how to respond to something to yeah. defer that decision on response till later. And but so like I think by by dropping that line he says, like, I'm not ready to give this answer. Ask me again tomorrow. So, I also think humor is reflexive. So, it's like, it's one of those things where, like, it's not necessarily a thoughtful answer. It's just like a, oh, gotta say something. Yeah. But, yeah. It's, exactly. not, but it's not, yeah, here's the thing. I would rather you say nothing. You leave that line out. And Billy comes back and says, oh, that means it's a diagnosis. 
And then Jason would be like, that, that oh, like, then that's not... It, that infers that Jason doesn't, like, understand and that well, he, saying people are not aware of it. No, just and because it you don't say anything. sterilizes the scene when it's just like, hello, I'm on the spectrum. If you're not aware, that means I might have autism. Yeah, this right. is what goes along with it. This is the, like, things about... I have like, Jason, well, and I have blonde hair. Yeah, yeah, it just, it totally, it totally sterilizes the scene if you, if you don't interrupt it with... So here's the thing. I think they were going for a very human reaction, and I think when people get nervous and they don't know how to react, they make jokes. And whether they're good jokes or bad jokes, like, that's just kind of the human nature. However, I do think it would have been a little productive if, like his line was something that like I wish I could like say in the moment mm -hmm. right because it was scripted and it was planned out which I think you're saying yeah. is that like if they could have said like here is the appropriate answer to give yes it might have been corny but like I would like yes. to know the fucking appropriate answer but, to give when yeah. someone says that to no me. but there is no appropriate answer to, to give because everyone's well, different I think there are appropriate answers I don't think there's one appropriate correct. answer right correct. So that, like the situation will dictate it yeah. depending on how you know the person and where they kind of are and... I guess thing. using... I guess... Can I finish it up? This... Uh, yeah. My piece of the criticism is... The reasons why I didn't like it was because I felt like it could have been a better... A appropriate sort of answer from Jason. So yeah. what... So what would you have... I have no idea. Said? I have no idea because truly I'm not entirely sure if somebody would have say that to me. I don't know what I would actually say. I know... So I don't know if I'm going to come back with humor because I know... You probably wouldn't. Cause you would I, I, yeah. no, but I'm, I'm not going to come back with humor. I'm yeah, not going to. I'm not going to come back with humor or joke about it because I feel as yeah. somebody's talking about that, that's going to tend to have them. Oh well, I'm going to be more into myself, and I'm not going to want to share as much information. And as it wasn't. Before. But it wasn't like I wasn't like making fun of. Yeah, that's fair. You never did. I'm just saying that. Hey. This is why I didn't like that particular. This is my criticism of that yeah. line because I know later on Jason comes to an arc. Jason has an arc of being the actual leader, brings people together, even to the point where he finally was the last person to actually say that. Arguably, he was the reason why they couldn't morph. It wasn't Kimberly. It was Jason, lastly. And up until the fact that Billy actually died, and then he, they actually came and says, yeah, I want to give my life to Billy any time. That's when they actually kind of came together. And that was his actual arc. So I'm, I like the character. I like what's happening. I'm just very afraid of when things happen in initial gut reactions, sometimes people say gut reactions the way I feel, and that's they'll put that into a movie. Sometimes it's not okay for me. So that's it. Yeah. Joel, criticism of the movie? Any other ones? Um, so I had a really hard time with the um, bonfire scene. I know a lot of people liked it. Um, I mm -hmm. had a really tough time with it just because it seemed so staged, and I really wish they had like more organically realized that they need to connect on a deeper, deeper level to then be able to morph. Um, in college, I was a part of a group where like that kind of happened, but it was very, it was like a staged kind of thing. And so I related a lot to it because I understood how staged it was. Um, so I, instead of them being like, wow, maybe we need to get to get to know each other more to then be able to morph. I wish it just kind of like happened, right? Yeah. I wish they just kind of started sharing things about them and been able to relate and been able to kind of connect and then they were able to morph and they were like, wow, connecting caused that, you know, instead of saying like, we should connect, mm -hmm. then yeah. it will lead to great things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just kind of, I wish it happened more organically. I think that would have been, um, just kind of elevated that scene. To even echo that part, the fact that they put 
oh, yeah, no, skip me, guys. I'm not ready for this. For the Kimberly scenes, I'm like, then why would you put the scene yeah. that you're sitting around the bonfire to connect when you're not going to connect? Well, yeah. I see... Sorry. I, I know. I, I see why you're you actually doing, you're doing it, but it also made it seem like, well, everybody else is going to share so that we can morph, and you're now... What you're telling the audience is well, you're the only person that's going to hold everybody back. Well, the people, like, everybody's watching the movie, I feel like it's going to say that, well, now you're the reason why they can't morph? That doesn't, why would you, why'd you be, why would you do that? I, I like the scene, to counter that point, I like the scene because it was forced. I like the scene because they, they, it showed they figured out what their problem was. They showed half the movie was a montage of like, morph now. No, you can't do it. And so, like, they, they actually critically thought of, like, this is the one piece that we've been missing yeah. is that we need to connect. And I think it showed, uh, to, to draw out the point where they had one character that didn't want to share, I think it showed that, like, people can't be forced to, to connect with each other. If you sit six random people or five, I don't know why I picked six randomly, because we have six people here. Uh, <laughs> okay. if, you picked, if you picked five random people uh, and said, hey, connect with each other on a very personal level, no way. No way. It's You're possible with another one. But see, I've done that. We do like, it. And it happens, but it happens like organically, you know? Right, but, but like they I, couldn't be organic about it because yeah, the end true. of the world was happening in two days and if they didn't get their that's superpowers, true. they okay. didn't work. I, I definitely yeah. see, I definitely <laughs> see <laughs> that in the point of, in just a small rebuttal of, at one point there's a couple of PSA, like, hey, Let's do this, and this is going to be kind of cheesy, but at the same time, we kind of have to do this just so that we establish is, let's talk about how much that we're different. Yeah, so, I agree, I though, so. that I liked that she was, like, really hesitant to kind of connect with all of them, because it does show that, like, sometimes people aren't ready, sometimes people aren't ready to right. say that. Like, but what about, but what if, that it's, like, a female who's not, like, you know, like, sometimes it's, like, yeah, no, it, I thought it was completely, that was, can't com- be but what about Jason? What about him? What do you mean? What did he, he say? Did. Yeah, he what did, did he say during the campfire? I thought no. I thought Jason talked about. Uh, didn't he? I thought he started. No, Zach started. I thought his thing was he was talking about how um, his whole expectation in life. Yeah, was he to was be absolutely the best. part of that. He and was, like the whole town expects him to be this person. Yeah, yeah how no, he that, that was that was not at. Uh, excuse me if I'm wrong. That was not at the campfire scene. That was when Billy was dead already. No, I think that was about the campfire scene, getting to know him. Uh, it's like, if they look at him all from the outside, hey, okay, here's Mr. Perfect, star QB. This, but no, this, what, this whole idea of being a Mr. Perfect, star QB, is something that really wears on him is actually not something he wants to be. The line he says when Billy dies says that everybody looks at me as if, you know, I walk around the town, and now people look at me as if I ran over your dog. Yeah. That line he ruined like yeah. the town expectation of that, him. That line was not at the campfire. Are you sure? No, I got like I got double check. Did you take a transcript? I, I mean I have video evidence. So so here was my <laughs> issue with the whole Kimberly thing. So Kimberly didn't disclose to the group, but later on disclosed to Jason. Too well, mm-hmm. we're not Jermaine Lawrence. Correct. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that is right, Jermaine Lawrence too. They She's then told like like Jason, why she couldn't morph? So that, like, I understand she's into him, but like, I don't know. I really believe that like 
when you're in a group setting, if you're comfortable with that group, you should share with the group. And just sharing with him gives him a lot of responsibility. Because why? Well, wait, nobody she doesn't. Knows. She doesn't trust the group because she met them two. But days that's the whole point. That's the whole point. Is that you have to trust the group? Like. But like, in just trusting him, it gives him the responsibility of her secret, right? Right. What's, that's so fine. when you have a whole, but when you have a whole group, then everyone shares that responsibility, so everyone can help you, right? She's so if on you the split end. on the receiving end, correct? So if you split something five ways, then it's more equal, right? So like, one person can have certain advice, and another person can help you in another way. But if you're only sharing with one person, then that sole person has to give you all the answers and everything you need, which is a lot of. It's so much pressure, right? It's not possible. So if she if right. she if she shared of, with the whole of. group, then it could she could have gotten more support, right? And I would have liked to see that than just being like, oh, I have a crush on you, so I'm gonna only tell you right. my secret. But, but Can I also me. just bring up though that they're like stupid teenagers? That's right. what stupid teenagers well, do. Not yeah. necessarily. Yeah, and, no, that's what that's what okay, people. Okay, stupid teenagers. That's, that's what, what people of all ages do. Where like I think that you have different levels of trust, and literally. It goes back to the point that the world is ending in two days. Like, they had some stupid plan where they're like, all right, we have to force each other to like each other. Where, like, I, I can tell you this without a doubt. I'm not telling a group of five strangers my deepest, darkest secrets. I'm just I'm not doing Even that. Even if you did, got superpowers, if you told them. <laughs> probably. that's like a big I mean, break, probably right? not. Like, 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 that's the thing. Like, I, I mean. It, if the world is going to end. So, so she was, people, she was a popular you, girl. Yeah. I've never been a popular high school girl. Haven't you? Uh, uh, um, <laughs> honey, I was, a, I was a popular high school diva. Do you stop and see But. But, uh, but, uh, in terms of that, like, the, like, so, so again, I, but I, I can tell you that, like, at least from a dude's perspective, like, you don't, you don't just, like, a male's perspective. I feel like that level of trust isn't, like, if you think, so, when you're in high school, your perspectives are different than whenever. So, like, we're looking at it as, like, Middle Mature to late adults. to early thirties, mid mid to late twenties, early thirties, somewhere in that like range. When you're like you're like okay, uh, um, like this isn't like that big of a deal, you know. Like I guess like mistakes happen, and you could be an adult about it and be like, hey, I made a mistake. This is why I was wrong. Let's move on. Okay. Um, I think that as a kid, if like your entire worth, and that's the scene in that bathroom where they're like. It made it seem like her entire worth was, like, her popularity. And if she violated that, like, sort of trust in the popular group to make her not popular, that's her biggest thing. Like, that's, like... That is high school. The, right. And, and so your, your perspectives are different because your biggest thing is going to be unbelievably different than when you were in high school. That's Except true. for me. I haven't changed a bit. Are <laughs> <laughs> you better? Um... No, oh no. I, at least I looked youthful in high school. That's there you go. Fair enough. Hey, Brylin, Brylundo. Yeah. Brylundo? Uh, is it from like Brylundo? Do you know yes. where that's from? Brylundo's from Brymundo. Isn't that from Rocket Power? I got some beef with it too. You got some beef? Oh, okay. <laughs> what is that's your sad. beef? I know you do. Yeah, so um, I never liked Rita as, a, as the villain. Not this. Um, modernization of Rita. I mean, for there's like pretty much she had two motivations. One is collect a lot of gold, and the other is to find the Zeo crystal. And she came off very 
the wrong side of like hammy and cheesy for her character. Uh, I thought she was a little too dark uh, at, at times, uh, to the point where I didn't really think there was a point for Billy dying. I thought, yeah, put him in peril, but don't really kill someone. Um, but uh, her whole going around collecting gold, I it just kept on reminding me of Austin Powers' gold I know member gold. in that character. <laughs> I know exactly what you're gonna say. But um, other than that, um, one of my biggest beefs is how they lit the movie as a whole. Is just there's this filter on it that just makes things very just overcast and dark. And even though it's totally not a dark movie, when you have these five heroes that have very colorful dynamics to them with their physical uh, physical image, I mean, show off those colors. Like, even when they finally got their suits, first time you see them in their suits, they're walking in a dark, shadowy corridor. Or when they're doing training, they're in a very shadowy cave Scene. Yeah, that was weird. Uh, oh, I loved, I loved the hero walk up they do. the stairs. No, 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 no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was great. But he's saying the lighting. You think she could I just wanted to see the colors come out, and I wanted to see those suits, and you don't really get to see them. And I would say it's even worse when their Zords become the Megazords because they're surrounding the transformation with all this flame that's in the pit. And I want to see clearly, like, how it's transforming and being put together. They, did, they ran out of the budget, man. Yeah, that was... I, honestly, I thought that was a yeah, super... Yeah, it did feel like, oh, let's put a filter over this to save budget. Yeah. So I... Some, sometimes light bulbs are expensive. <laughs> I agree with you that the, uh, the, the fight scenes were kind of edited weird. The, um... I kind of liked from a nostalgic perspective, the fact they didn't show the transformation. Because to me, all those transformations are really, really terrible CGI. And, like, I feel like it would have looked really goofy in, like, a 2017 movie. So I'm glad, I'm glad that he just kind of popped up. I was like, oh, it's, it's the Megazord. No, listen. If you're, yeah. if you're telling me that there's a movie about Star Wars, Bradley, what, uh, Star Wars. Bradley, we'll get you in a second. If you're telling me a movie about Power Rangers, excuse me. And you don't show me the transformation of the Megazord, that's Wait, a loss. You don't actually see the transformation Correct. of the Megazord. That's that's a lot that's a huge that's a huge loss. Honestly, I'm surprised they did the Megazord in the first movie. Wait, you're oh, oh, for, for for sure. For sure. If that's the for case, sure. that's me like, okay, for if you're sure. telling me there's a movie about the about the Power Rangers in the first movie, if you don't show the Megazord, okay. So like, but you're going to lead up to the next one because we know that the Green Ranger has another dinosaur. We're not getting to that. But then you're going to actually show me the Megazord later on. Because they actually showed it, I was like, oh, then I want to see... Wait, why are you Why are you only giving me snippets? Pull back. Show me the entire... Ah, uh, what the fuck. That's... I was kind of I was kind of bummed about that. Fine with it. Go ahead, Bradley. That definitely bummed me out, and I thought the Megazord versus Goldar fight was kind of bad. It didn't last long enough, and I think, I think just kind of movies like um, uh, Pacific Rim, where they like they show like giant robots and monsters fight one another, and it looks awesome. God, I hate that fucking movie. I know you hate it, but the you have to admit the action scenes for the the. Robots and monsters are cool. For sure. That their big power move is that they learn from training is a just a doing a suplex on Goldar. Not quite. No. See, and I want to do a small rebuttal here. 
Yeah, he, they eventually say, oh, we have swords, and then stab him while he's on the ground defenseless. No, the, the part of it was a backhand, because it wasn't an open-hand slap. Well, I mean, against Rita, but, I mean, the big monster facing the reason why they knew the Megazord was because of Goldar. Fair. Yes. Good point. Is Meg, any criticisms? Yes. I... Shut up. Just shut up. So I think that was my biggest beef was like it was cheesy in ways that like it probably didn't need to be cheesy and it was also like very young. And like there's things like that I've watched that are young that I like thoroughly enjoy. Like I love animated movies. I could watch them all day long. So it's not that I'm like like some like oh no it has to be like this cultured like superior kind of thinking thing but it was like very like okay like like Joke, line, you know, move, keep it going. Like, but if, it's like, it felt right, young so or was, was young, as in the actors and the actresses were felt young, or they were actually were? Because they were majority of older than all of us here, just about. Uh, so was my beef that they are young? No, I don't have a problem with people younger. I just don't... Did I misunderstand the question? <laughs> I, I agree with you on that. I think that there's, so. there's a level of nostalgic that they need going into the movie, right. which is why I think they marketed it af- after older people. Right. I don't think they marketed it as like a pre to like teenage movie. Right. Um, because, again, when they played that theme song, I stood up and shoved both fists in the air. <laughs> you know, it's like, it, because I had that entire back history of yeah. watching those movies when I grew up. Right. So I can completely understand. Like, like not, if you don't have them, you're like... It's just cheesy. It's like right. watching a Rob uh, Van Dam movie. Now. So can I actually Ooh. the tie? Rob in, Van Dam. Rob Van Dam is the wrestler. Fuck. <laughs> so the tie I felt Sorry. was with um the oh my god what's that singing movie that everyone loves with Fat Amy? Frozen. Uh, the thing with uh, the. Um, uh, um, it's perfect. Yeah. Okay, so there was like like I felt the same way about it. Like there was like really wonderful components to it. So like there's like really comedic points to Pitch Perfect. And there was, like, really awesome action points to, like, Power Rangers, but, like, the plot was so terribly cheesy, so terribly, like, pandering to, like, I don't know, people who I've never been that I was just like, okay, like, I'll I'll watch your clips on YouTube, but, like, besides that, pass. But arguably, you have to at least know something from what Mike was talking about, about the Power Rangers that at least have something to do with the actual universe. To say that you're gonna like it. if you go into this movie kind of blind, you just don't think of it as a, I think you yeah. just make you look at it as a cheesy movie of why are they making this and I think it was a well, it was so an echo like, from before. I think also like like I grew up around it, so I wasn't like totally lost. Like I'd watched one or two, but I wasn't like a fan. And I think uh, that's like fair. Like I like I'm not like. I mean, you have an opinion, sure. Okay, thank you, one. <laughs> and my criticisms are done. Yeah, Moving on to the next person. Don't feel bad, he does this every time. <laughs> it's alright, I usually do it to him. Yeah. I just kind of sort of hate everybody. Yeah, that's it's okay. True. Especially Mike, do you have any uh, criticism here? Oh my god. I do. <laughs> uh, so, in terms of my criticisms, uh, first of all, let's get it out of the way. Alpha 5 was a nightmare fuel machine. Can you explain that, please? <laughs> Yo. Yeah, I was the biggest fan. So, like, he, like honestly, think coming from Bill the campy... Hater. Yeah, no, oh, I love Bill Hader. Like, don't get me wrong. I love, I love him. But, uh, like, the way that they animated him... Because in the original, it was, like, it wasn't CG. It was, like, a practical little thing. Yeah. And it was yeah. the goofiest yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, okay. even when I was 10, I was still just like, 
mm, that's not a good robot. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, and kind of looked like Wally. Yeah, and so and so like I thought it was good. Like Bill Hader's performance, nothing against that. I thought they did a, an appropriate number of I I I I's. Like that was that was really cool, especially the first time they do it, where you're just like, I got it, nah, that's awesome. <laughs> but like the way that they animated him, and like the way, I mean, I guess the way they introduced him was this big scary thing. But like usually in those types of movies, they have a big scary thing in the shadows, and it turns out to be like a really goofy looking, yeah. like real life, and like new. No, it looked terrifying. Yeah, the other thing, tentacle-y. the other thing. All right, so uh, like. So, I guess one of my big things is that it's definitely, and I think I'll go into this more of, like, in grading, it, it, like, it was a movie. It was a movie that you're going to see on TNT in three years, and <laughs> if you liked it now, you're probably going to sit down on a Saturday and be like, what, is, what else is going on in my life? Great. Oh, nothing? Fantastic. Yeah. I'm going to watch the Power Rangers movie. But if, yeah, if yeah. not, it's like, like okay, because I think the story didn't. Sort of didn't really like say anything that crazy. Uh, it wasn't like a visual spec like spectacle. Honestly, I thought that there was like a lack of action. They they had one fight scene. They had literally the end fight, and that was Sometimes it. Sometimes that's redundant. It's redundant, no. but like you can. I I love like old school this like. Was their first battle, they were just learning how. Yeah, to but this. they have they. It was already established in here, and I agree with Mike on this point is that they already established that they have superpowers. So, they can fight, they can do stuff without having to morph. But they don't know that. No, no, no. And so, and so they, no, they have... No, during the training, during the training, no, they know but that's, but I think so, I was getting a beer during that scene. So the whole, the whole, <laughs> like, the training, that was my problem. It's like, it's cool to have a training montage, but, like, the fact is that they basically only fought avatars and each other for three-fourths of the movie. Yeah. And so, like, it kind of gets repetitive when you you show them technically fighting for half the movie, but, like, most of it was just, like, against nothing. There was no consequence. Like, a pre-fight to the fight? Yeah, and so they kind of did that, but, like, Rita so handed their asses. You know, like, so yeah. unbelievably just wrecked Oh, them. when they, like, went to the dock? Yeah, and yeah. that was supposed to be, like, the tune-up, but, like, there was no... Yes. There was no... There was no actual tune-up. Yeah, it wasn't dramatic, and it wasn't choreographed in any special way. They just really just got their asses handed to them, and then they're on the dock. Yeah. So, like, I, I, I felt like it just it could have used more in that department. They could have... And here they are with, like, superpowers of, like, gymnastic skills. They could have showed individual, like, fight skills a little bit better. Yeah. You know? One of the things I think that Warren hates about the movie Civil War was the fact that Spider-Man fought like Spider-Man, Black Panther fought like Black Panther, but I can completely understand if you just want to see Batman in a clunky suit all day. I never... Ryland? Why are you... Wait. <laughs> Ryland? You, you <laughs> called me out said why Warren hates No, no, I hate Warren. Oh, really? Yeah. I was, I was, I was why no? Like, right, no, that's not just, true at all. Just fix it in post. <laughs> yeah, fix it in post. I meant... Bri- Bri- I'm staring at the computer. Bryland? <laughs> he was like, just yeah. distracted by how handsome Warren is. Mm. Uh-huh. Aww. It's true. He's, he's, he's very pretty. Um, <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. No, I think I think they could have done a better job. They all kind of fought in this generic pseudo kung fu way. Well, here's the thing. If you give me a movie that gives me a PSA, that gives me all this stuff, give me a, give give me a montage that shows them fighting something later on. Shows them that they're failing, failing not when they're yeah quite 
facing the main villain, which arguably Rita was the main villain. I wanted more action out of this movie, and mm. I was super giddy. Yeah. I was super giddy when this like, oh, they're gonna morph anything after that time. I'm like, guys, you got me. Also, take my money. Also, please. can we we also remark that the putty people like somehow looked worse. They were not putty. They were rock. Yeah, they, they looked worse yeah. than like the worst costume costume design I've ever seen. Like the original putty people were awful. Were like, awful. Yeah, and they were real bad. I would say it was like this more like. But somehow they, they the movie. Like but somehow the movie people were even like, worse. Yeah. I mean, but to play devil's advocate, we were just saying that we, like, we liked the fact that they weren't like, oh, I have powers and look, I'm this awesome fighter. Mm-hmm. They had to learn. Good point, Joel. I, uh, I'm serious. I do wish that they had like shown their progress instead of being like fail, fail, fail. Oh look, we won this battle. Yeah. That it was kind of like, oh look, we're getting better, and this is how we're getting better. Yeah. Because I do agree that it's it was just like a shit storm of training and then suddenly this epic fight scene that then they were like oh and we won look at that well and even the looking at it is uh, they the, their progression that is showed is oh hey we have superpowers I'm gonna crush a phone I'm gonna break uh, a sink I'm yeah. gonna, somebody's gonna headbutt me and it's not gonna work I'm gonna throw paper um, ninja stars around whatever mm. uh, and I'm gonna also fight over a cupcake donut I like the breakfast scene like I like that. And that's okay. But this is the progression that they actually showed. What I was like, okay, so their first... After they they train and fight against putties, their first quote-unquote battle was to fight against Rita. Yeah. That didn't make any sense. Yeah. So I was like, uh, I wanted something in between that. And it doesn't have to be like super in your face, but at least, hey, Rita sends out something like... Five or six or ten or whatever, and they learn how to fight. Somebody gets beat mm-hmm. up, not just in the training mm-hmm. pit or in the pit. I agree. Something out there. It would have been super helpful. Yeah. Of not just going up. But that's like saying you know you're going up against the uh, the boss battle. Wait when you're way too low of a level. Of course you're gonna die. But yeah. of course you're gonna come back and avoid that boss level, turn left and go to the right, gain a bunch of fifty levels, then go back and beat him. Yeah, so, I agree. So let's get into grades. Rylan, let's start with uh, your particular kind of grades of this. Uh, I'm going to give it a B. Okay. I found it to be an enjoyable movie, even though it has some um, visual tone issues as well as a uh, bad villain in it. Um, but I am I would definitely look forward to seeing a sequel. And Whoa. if they can find like a no-name person that can bring a Tommy Oliver to life, that's badass. I'll yeah. definitely watch it. I really like the fact that you said no name because I think that's going to be even more sort of impactful <coughs> of it. Yeah. For sure. Meg, how would you grade this? Solid C. No. Okay, I think it's a C. C. I think it was fine. I don't think it was anything special. I don't think it was terrible. Straight medium. There's only one person who gave a grade. Caroline, how would you grade it? I think a B minus, probably. Obviously, I like pick out like the really corniness and cheesiness of it all and I just wasn't as into the Power Rangers as the two of you were Joelle and Warren so I w- obviously I went into it not that excited about it but I was pleasantly surprised Ooh. so that's why I'm not dropping it down to a C it's Which just a plus a yeah right yes. okay so she's literally I enjoyed it but like, upper I like wasn't looking forward to seeing it. So, 
you two made me watch it, and I was like, <laughs> okay, wasn't so bad. It's on the B minus list. Okay. Mike? Sure. Uh, I'm gonna have to agree with some other folks. Uh, I go B minus. Um, I thought I thought it was a fun movie. It was nostalgic enough to push it up better than average. Okay. Uh, but lack of action and then yep. like general like bad visual effects pump mm. it down. I was kind of thinking of uh, adding a new uh, like topic to the grades, so, like where you would see this movie. Um, and honestly, I wouldn't pay full price for this. Oh, I so think that's a great option. To, uh, to go to what, uh, I think, honestly, Brownland said this earlier that he got, he, didn't you see it on a matinee? Uh, yeah, I saw it, uh, like at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. Nice. One day. Yeah, so I would say if you can catch this on, like, a Tuesday, that in Massachusetts they do cheap tickets on Tuesday, um, or, uh, like a matinee show, it's perfect for that. I'd pay money to see this, but I honestly wouldn't pay full price. Sure. Joel? Um, I give it a B plus. Ooh. Yeah. Coming in hot. I know. Um, ooh, <laughs> that was loud. Yeah. Um, I thought it was, one, super nostalgic. I think they did a good job of incorporating a lot of the issues that we see in 2017 and really exposing those, um, which we talked about. Um, I liked the action scene. I think that it would have been, I don't know, I've seen movies with too much action and that really is a turn off. So I think it could have added a little bit more like we discussed, but I think there was a good amount. Um, I liked the villain per se. I liked, I liked a lot of it. So I give it a B plus. Sure, sure. Elizabeth Banks loves to play those. She's great. And she's so weird. Elizabeth Banks she's so yeah. bomb. Yeah. That's actually my biggest plus of the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, and I would kind of end it off with uh, particular kind of grades for me before we get into sort of final sign-off. Um, the reasons why I'm going to grade this particular kind of movie is the fact that literally when they became Rangers until after that, they played the Go-Go Power Rangers, like, old-school jam, and they also even played Kanye West Power, but kind of... Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, yeah. oh yeah. Wait, that was, that was the song that I was like, Yeah. So I mean those two songs those two songs alone so those two songs alone really got really got me hyped just for that part of really really that's why I ended up wanting yes. to watch this movie. Then you that that's kind of one layer for me, and I know we talk about three layers a lot. It didn't quite get the three layer sort of um sort of spectrum. <laughs> I get it again. But at the same time they did almost try to achieve it because the first layer was just visual visually like the last whatever part of the movie, that was great. And they actually added some some stuff to it and did some different stuff. Do I like the fact how they did the transforming of the Zords? No. Should it have been explained? Probably. Did it feel like Zordon or Alpha 5 knew the Zords transformed to each other? They didn't feel like they actually knew that. So I think it was kind of weird. But yeah. I still appreciated it. The other part that I did like was the, that progressive action they did with training, with Billy, but not even that, just for the sake of, hey, these are people that are different, feel free to be different and kind of go from that. I do appreciate that a lot, and I'm really glad they had a chance to at least have a saying, much like me and Mike were talking about, if you, talk, if you look at movies like Get Out, yeah. and uh, what they say about society, just in general, um, and then if you look at movies like Wolverine, what they say about society, and this is another movie of, it says a different thing. And those three movies so far this year yeah. says three drastically different things about society. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm just saying, hey, let's talk about it. And I like the fact they bring up conversations about how to treat people, how to talk to people, and how to act around people. 
And you don't have to have the right answers all the time. No. But at the same time, you at least given it a, you're given an option. And the fact that Jason doesn't know this kid at all, but still chooses to defend him as much as possible, Billy, that was an amazing moment to me. And it's, yeah. it was something that it really, it, it really kind of tugged away. So my grade for this movie is going to be an A minus. And with that, big money. Dang. We're going to sign off. And I would pay full money Friday night. What? In the section like H, you know, right in front of the bar. Three D. They, they all cost yes. the same amount. Would you? Yeah. Would you no, bring a false. date? That's false. That is twenty. dollars. Would you bring a date, Warren? Yeah, me and Mike. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Carolyn and I were dates. Is it done? Yeah, but. Huh? So with that, we're gonna <laughs> sign off with uh, some of our best friends. So I didn't I'm gonna hear what you said. I'm gonna start with Brylin. Brylin, thanks for so much for coming by. I'm sorry that you're gonna get only five hours of sleep, but uh, oh, Brylin, we're getting only four hours of sleep, but that's fine. I can sleep on a plane. There you yeah, go. You Where can we find more of your work? Better than snakes on a plane. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Brylin, B-R-I-L-U-N-D, and Ooh. I also have an Instagram. I am Brylin. I'll probably be posting pictures from Star Wars Celebration all weekend, so yes. look out for that. Yeah, like so much. Um, a lot of cool. Episode 8 news supposed to happen and uh, 40th anniversary celebration and also Mark Campbell's having a nice memorial for Carrie Fisher. So nice. I'm excited. It's going to be awesome. That's yeah. Nice. If, if please, please, please feel free to forward that stuff to me so I can post it up for all our peeps. That'd be great. Awesome. Uh, Jesse, where can I find more of your work? I don't have any work on the internet. I, although every single time you point that out on the podcast now, I'm... Think I started up before. Jesse's feeling some things. things. Do it. I, I call you out for that. I'm very anti online, so I don't have any t- Twitters or Tumblrs or Instagrams or anything like that. For the newbies, smart, uh, smart. Meg, where can I'm we find more of your work uh, online? You can't, it's purposeful. <laughs> Joelle? <laughs> where can um, I find more of your work I have online? all the social media, but I have various names. What's so, one? good luck. Um, <laughs> no, my Twitter just went public, which is oh! I know. It's, is that a thing? Yeah, yeah it was private, and then I went public. What's the point of private? Okay, we're not getting to that. Because oh, my like, children freaking out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, my Twitter is jampolino11. So, oh. check it out. It's not that funny, but I think I'm funny. <gasps> yeah, she thinks she's really funny. Are you like Mike <laughs> and very funny looking? Hey, Caroline, oh. where can you find more of your work? I have a Twitter as well. Fairly new to it. Oh, but, but I think I'm really funny. Yeah, you so, do. <laughs> yeah, you do. So when I was making the Twitter, like I was trying to come up with like variations of my name and everything was taken. So... <sighs> it is... Um, <laughs> I'll just spell it. Uh, I can't even see it. A L one underscore names underscore T A K three the number three and N. All Your names question. taken. With an S or a Z, important information for you followers. Also, what the fuck is that? With an S. So, how about everyone has a normal Twitter name can just promote my Twitter. All names taken. My name's Caroline. Senor, the sound engineer. 
They made the hour. One of my best it's friends like in the world. The Patriots gonna lose the Super Bowl to the Bills next year. It's not possible. It's not possible. Okay, things are getting ugly. Mike, Let's keep it I hope it will. Uh, Mike, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, where can you find more of your work? Stop licking my face. <laughs> um, the uh, <laughs> so you can find me at uh, Jesse Watches Teenagers Do Karate dot com. That's uh, official. It's up there. Uh, it's um, no, but uh, also you can find me at uh, I think either my news music or my news underscore uh, underscore score. Are you gonna score correctly this time? No, I'm not. I'm not gonna do anything. Lowercase hyphen. Exactly. Uh, band at uh, whatever for your Instagrams and tweeters. Uh, playing a local punk band. We have about seven people that like us. And four of them are my parents. Okay, four. You got three new. Yeah, exactly. We're so, uh, but personally, I have Countries. nothing going for my life whatsoever. So, it's all. Shout out. Come on. Appreciate it. <laughs> and with that, uh, we are the Down and Front Podcast. You can find more Wait, of our work. Where, where We're can at, find you? at uh, our own Twitter. So you can find us on Twitter. It's at it. underscore DIFP. That's at underscore Down and Front Podcast. We have a bunch of stuff out there. So we have a Patreon. Listen, we have patreon.com slash down in front. Please go and donate even if $1 so we can find and set up a Twitter account to get one of my best friends in the world a date would be amazing. Tinder, Tinder, not Twitter. Wait, yeah, excuse no. me. Well, you said Twitter. Yeah. You did say Twitter. Get a date with Tinder. We changed some stuff up. We're, we're getting it. We're okay. getting okay. it. Okay. Alright. Hello. Hello. Let's 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 start the topic over yeah. um, so so like, like for you. So I would say feel free to find us on patreon.com slash down in front. Um, we also have a Facebook as well. We post a bunch of stuff in an email. So find us on Facebook. It's a Facebook page, Down in Front Podcast. You can see a bunch of our posts, new episodes, and things like that. A lot of our friends typically go share a lot of the stuff as well as our, our Reddit as well as Reddit. email on email is down to front podcast show at gmail.com so go ahead and fill, fill that out as well as on Reddit it's reddit.com slash down in front so go ahead and check that out as for me I have a bunch of other side stuff I do a lot of drinking as well as so I have my own personal Twitter as at action J not gonna spell it because who cares and then we do have another famous Twitter and Facebook page is going to be at Friends with Blends. So feel free to find us. We do a lot of wine reviews and food reviews as much as possible. This week we're going to be reviewing a bunch of the man can wines that we actually had a chance to be surprised with this week. As well as next week, um, one of our surprised by who? I don't know. By me, because I only had one and I'm drunk. What? That's surprising. Um, what happens? But next week, we'll be, be actually be able to chance to kind of go through Florida and review a bunch of these weird wines you never got a chance to do. So stay tuned for that. And we will always say for the Dumb Front Podcast, thanks so much for coming out and hopefully have a good night. Also, Mike, everything you said this week was wrong. So there you go. Oh. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>